This is CarPro USA, the home of straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive with Jerry Reynolds, the Car Pro. Jerry has over 35 years of experience in the auto industry and served two terms as chairman of the Ford National Dealer Council. Kevin McCarthy is his sidekick, a Radio Hall of Famer. And on weekends after the show, he sings in the Captain and Tennille cover band. So sit back and hum muskrat love as you listen to CarPro USA. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us. This is CarPro USA, and we are here to make sure that you make the right vehicle decision and call her in a different hour. Probably said it best. We're, we're here, too, to get things off your mind. Everybody loves cars. Some people more than others, but everybody loves cars. And for a lot of people, it's more than just a way to get from point A to point B. That's why I always talk about making mistakes. If you make a mistake, it's an expensive mistake, and you're going to really deeply regret it. So let's don't do that. Use me. Give us a call at 800-926-7777. The lines are full right now, but when you hear somebody hang up, 800-926-7777. My trusty sidekick is Kevin McCarthy. Hello, sir. Good afternoon again. Good morning. Good afternoon. Depends. You know, it's weird with the world of podcasting. You never know when somebody's listening. No, you really don't. It could be three o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the afternoon. Then they might be driving one of your most impactful uh, car vehicles reviews that you had this year. Yes. The 2020 new Corvette, a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's got to be on the list. Absolutely. Two... Hyundai Palisades. Yep. A little unusual. It is, no doubt. All the big GM uh, SUVs, I've had them all now. Um, This week I had the Escalade, and so I've had the Yukon Denali, the Tahoe, and the Chevy Suburban. And I also threw the Chevy Blazer in there. I had it early in the year, and I thought it it was great. I know a lot of people... Didn't like the fact that it wasn't the big K5 blazer, blazer that from used the to old be, days, but it right. wasn't intended to be. The Ford Shelby Mustang GT500. Oh, my gosh. 760 horses. Yeah. How many do they build of those? 10, 12, 25, 100? Oh, they build, a, they build quite a few more than that. I'd say 1,000 or so. Yeah. It, was a, it was a great car. Same number for the uh, 700-horse Ram pickup truck? Yeah, probably. That's going to be... That one's brand new. It just came out, and it is already. We've got a we've got a listener in Midland, Texas, who's had one on order. Should have had it before the end of this month, but with COVID and the so many of the plants are slowed down because of the supplier issue. Uh, the suppliers get a COVID outbreak, and they have to shut down and do a deep clean and. All that jazz. Um, and it might just be for, like, the electric motor that makes the windows go up and down. Uh, it, it, it could be for anything. Of all the parts on a car, it doesn't matter if it's a five-cent part or a transmission. It will stop the line. It will stop them from rolling off the assembly line. Jeep Gladiator. Pretty, yes. Pretty good choice. I, I mean, like that. I like that. It's uh, It hasn't been the sales success that everybody thought it would be. Um and I think they got a little greedy and probably overpriced it. The one that I had, I think, stickered coming up on sixty thousand dollars. 
That's a little pricey. I'll give you one that I think this time around is going to be a big sales hit. I bet after learning whatever mistakes it was were that they made with the original Toyota Venza, I bet this time around it's going to become their RX350. Yeah, probably. The The kind of gas mileage that thing got when I reviewed it was astounding. I mean, today, if you can get a midsize SUV that will get you, you know, 30 miles to the gallon out on the highway, That's great. you're doing good. You're yeah. doing really good. Uh, some of them don't get anywhere near that. But this one, I got, I was getting close to 40 miles to the gallon with that Venza. Of course, it's a hybrid, but it's also all-wheel drive, and and they're all that way. They're all hybrids, and they're all all-wheel drives. And it's pretty. It is pretty, it, and that seems to be sort of the, the direction that Toyota's headed. Uh, the new Sienna minivan, which we haven't had yet, uh, is is also hybrid and all-wheel drive. So, you know, I, I, it's just there's so many SUV choices out there right now that it's hard to decide. I feel sorry for people. I help them a lot when they say, you know, here's what I'm looking at. And if you're talking SUVs, I've got to know third row seat or no third row seat. What's, what's your budget? How much are you want to spend on an SUV? And then I try to narrow it down when we get callers in here that, um, <clears throat> you know, here's two or three to look at. Who's next? We're going to talk to Mike in Russell, Kansas, of all places. Hello, Mike. Hi, how are you? I'm good, brother. What's up? Okay. I first bought my daughter's first car was an 06 Volkswagen Jetta with the 1.9 and the 5-speed. Mm-hmm. We've moved up here now, traded in here within the last 30 days, got her to an 2011 for a little more reliability with the six-speed and the 2.0. Mm-hmm. My question is, my fuel mileage went from 45, 47 to 28 to 30. Mm-hmm. Is this from the emissions? That's part of it for sure. Uh, yeah, the emissions got tougher on the diesels between those two cars. How many miles on it? Now, the new one's got 105,000. The old one had 140. Do you have you had anybody check the the latest one to see if it needs a tune up? Because that that can have a big impact. Yeah, it went through their shop. They gave me all the service records for everything that had been done, particulate filters, all that kind of stuff had been changed, serviced within the last three to five thousand miles. Yeah, I'd say it's 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 an emission issue. They just they they started getting very, which ultimately ended up killing the the Volkswagen diesel, uh, which is a shame because that was a vehicle that I recommended all the time. The first car that hit my mind when somebody says I drive thirty thousand miles a year, and, and and the same with the Passat. Um, Passat's a great road car, uh, nice big back seat, huge trunk. You know, great mileage, up upper forties, uh, if you drive them right. But in the, in your particular case, I I don't know that I wouldn't have it rechecked to see, you know, if there's anything that they can do tune up wise to 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 get you up to the better mileage 
it should be better than that. I will tell you that. That that that's my experience. It should do better than that. But driving habits has got a lot to do with it. The you know the the, the mix of the fuel has got a lot to do with it. There can be a lot of different things. I wish I had a magic answer for you, buddy, but that's still pretty doggone good mileage, if you ask me. If you don't know quite what you want in a new vehicle, call CarPro USA now and get help. 1-800-926-7777. One of the most interesting features I looked at in the uh, new F-150 that you had in the newsletter, Jerry. Yes. Um, the, so many people use, actually use pickup trucks as their office. Sure. I mean, they're contractors, you know, Yeah. and the new one not only has a tailgate work surface, but it's got an interior work surface. So, you know, you can do what you can do your job while you're doing your job. Yeah. The, the, the gear shift disappears in the new one. It gives you it that extra down. space, yeah. Yeah, so you use your laptop or whatever right there in the center console. That's amazing because I've had several vendors over at my house uh, lately, you know, doing something to the house during the uh, what's going on, and it's amazing. They're all using electronic everything. Yeah. You know, they've got tablets. Some that they of the do work vans on. today um, come with printers in them, so you can actually print an invoice. After you finish your job. Wow. I know. That's pretty cool. Technology marches on into the future. Who's next? <laughs> Jackie in Santa Monica. Hello, Jackie. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good, kiddo. Merry Christmas to you. How can I help you? Okay. Thank you very much. Um, and Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you. Okay. I have been driving uh, BMW since 2000. And I am, um, and my current one is on a lease, a 430i. However, it's really getting difficult to get in and out of the car. So I'm looking at SUVs. And the SUV I'm looking at, of course, is the cute, is the um, BMW 3 or uh, uh, the 3 or the 4. Okay. X3 or X4. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I couldn't. The X the X4 is almost not an SUV to me, and I reviewed it. It's up on my website. I I I thought it was great, but it's it's more like a sports car. Is it the one with a swooping? Yeah, with rear? This, it's a hatchback. Right, it's it, it's, right, it's a much sleeker look. Yeah, but uh, what I like about it, however, I don't know if it's worth the extra money for that. Well, I tell you, if it's going to be easier for you to get in and out of than the X3. It's going to have a softer ride than the X3. Um, Which one? The X4. It's going to be easier. It sets up higher, and it rides better to me than the X3. BMW SUVs tend to have a stiff suspension system, and that means you're going to feel harshness in the roads, Every pothole more, and then you go to the X4, and I found it to be more of a car feel 
than an yeah. SUV feel. Yes. I even remarked on that. I remember oh. when I reviewed it, I remarked on that. Uh, I, I made a comment oh. in there. It's more of a sports car than it is a oh. SUV. And All right. really handy that... The other the way that hatchback yeah, opens is that's going to be easier for you to get things in and out of as well, more so than oh. the X3. I, I think you'd really like it. I did. I think you're right. So I'm going to lean towards that. However, the other half of my question was um, I'm willing to switch to a different uh, model type, make car. So I'm also curious if you would recommend the Q5 Audi, the um, Mercedes, I forget what model that was that I was interested in, but they have one similar to like a, a three or I guess a yeah, four. they do. Inside. Yep, they and do. And then, um, so I was curious what your thoughts are or if you had, or even there's that new Jaguar that has an SUV. Yep, they so do. I'm curious if you have. I'm curious if you have a thought on that. Jackie, are you, are, you, are you going to continue to lease? Well, I think so. I like the uh, I like leasing. I have leased my last three BMWs, yeah. and um, I like it. And their maintenance program is really quite good. It so is. I like that. Um, I, and so I would look at the maintenance program of these other companies as well. I, I really don't see a reason for you to get away from BMW. They, they get better every year. You're correct on the maintenance. The lease terms are very agreeable. That will be the case uh, at least through the end of this month. We don't know what will happen after January the 4th. But if you're in a position to do something now, I would do it. I, again, I, you've enjoyed your BMWs. The X4 is different from anything you've had in the past. And I think you would really enjoy it. I've got Sterling BMW in Newport Beach and Bob Smith in Calabasas. Both will take care of you. You know what you want, but not so sure about which brand. So call CarPro USA. 1-800-926-7777. George in Corpus Christi, welcome. How can I help you, George? Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm good, brother. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Okay, I got two quickies. I'm shopping right now, and I've been to three or four different dealerships. Um, when I've talked to the salesman, of course, it always comes up about uh, credit checks. Now, I'm wondering if it's going to hurt my credit. Is it mandatory? Is it necessary? Uh, for the dealer to do that. And my second question is, I was looking at a Mazda for lease, and the salesman told me that they handle that at the corporate level. Does that sound right instead of at the dealership level? No, it does not, as a matter of fact. Um, are, are, when Let's go back to the first question. When... Have you, have you looked at nothing but leasing so far? No. I have, uh, depending on looking at the deals that was being offered, uh, the Mazda I looked at for leasing, the Toyota I looked at for leasing, and um, 
it was Honda and Volkswagen I was looking for a buy. Here's the thing: if you're gonna if you're gonna pin down the dealer on a payment, they're gonna have to know your credit history uh, because there's different levels of interest rates. So the the thing a dealer doesn't want to do is give you a payment that's low based on good credit and then have to come back and tell you the payment went up fifty fifty dollars a month. I just went through that on a refinance and a new lease on a car. And if you're talking to people, maybe more than one person, they'll do a soft inquiry to find out if you're worth talking to. Then when it gets down to, okay, I want to buy with you, I want to refinance with you, they do a hard inquiry. And that's going to cost you maybe four or five points. Yeah, and the more inquiries, the worse. The the more to drop your score. I, I could be wrong on the Mazda thing, but I got to tell you, I've never heard that in my life, that they handled it at the corporate level. I, I've never, I, 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 I'm going to say I'm 99% sure that that was bad information that you got and probably not a place you want to buy the car. Um, but, you know, a, a quick phone call to uh, Mazda would probably clear that up. Uh, but, but at some point, if, you, if you're going to do a deal, they're going to have to look at your credit. That's fact. Just two steps. Think about what you want in a car or truck. Now call CarPro USA to find it. 1 800 926 7777. This is CarPro USA. If you're new to the show, just tell, me, tell you a little bit about it. We're here every weekend. Same time, same station. Jerry's a longtime veteran of the automotive industry, and he will give you good car buying advice. He'll, you know, help you make good decisions. I hang out and do a few things behind the scenes and, you know, kind of Guillermo without the tequila when it comes to Jerry, if he were Jimmy Kimmel. And during the week, when we're not here, Jerry has this, like, encyclopedia, Google, FAQ page. It's everything you ever wanted to know about vehicles, but didn't have Jerry to ask in person. Yeah, a lot of different topics there. Um, I give you things on new cars, things on used cars. Uh, you know, like is a certified car worth the money? Worth worth the extra money? Uh, I've got one I wrote on the importance of vehicle history reports. Buying a former rental car is a big one. I've got a whole leasing section, which people use all the time. You know, is leasing right for me? What do I do at the end of the lease? Those kind of questions. And then I've got a financing section. I've got a senior citizen section uh, with car buying tips for seniors, leasing for seniors. That's a big one. And then insurance, you know, collecting diminished value is there. Gap insurance, negotiating with an insurance claim adjuster. We just got a whole bunch of different topics there, and every one of those articles was written by me. Uh, I've got a, a, a whole section on uh, axle ratios because that's a big topic with truck buyers, and then one on tips for first-time buyers, tips for your teen's first car, and on and on and on. Then if you go to the bottom of the FAQ page, 
you'll find 40 stories that I wrote about things that happened to me when I was in the automobile <laughs> business. Including the camper. Including the camper. And that was one of the funniest things that, that ever happened to me. Um, and and uh, some of these articles, some of these stories will make you laugh. Some of them will make you cry. Um, I get very personal in some of these. I just put it all out there. Put it all on the line. And you can read about it. Let's talk now to Maria in San Antonio. Hello, Maria. Good afternoon. Uh, two questions for the encyclopedia here. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Happy, have, happy to help. I have a question regarding, yes, uh, so now at the end of the year, uh, we can we can finance. What's the, what's the difference? Or is, there, is, is there an advantage of financing or we have cash? to buy a car, maybe up to 20000 Well, there's more so zero There's more 0% out there this time of year than there typically is the rest of the year. That's just a different okay. kind of incentive. Um, so if you can borrow money for 0%, even if your money in a bank is paying a low interest rate, then I think it's still better to do the 0% uh, personally. Okay. And there's, okay. there's a lot of it out there. I mean, even even yeah. really popular cars this time of year get zero percent. Well, I guess I'm asking cash because we we can take cash money. You know, yeah, we have that cash available. So, but if that money will make it? if that money will make you money and you can borrow at no cost, okay, why yeah. why not? You know, okay. Uh-huh. Okay, perfect. Now, my next question is that we're keepers of a car. So, I mean, my my Honda CRV has 320,000 miles on it. So, whatever car I'm going to buy, we're going to keep it maintenance and, you know, and just, you know, take care of it. So, I'm looking between now a Subaru Forester and uh-huh. going back to the CRV. But not too sure if I'm, if I should just stay with the CRV. You know, I I think the Honda will go further, and, and Subaru makes a really good vehicle. And if if somebody's going to try to keep one two hundred thousand miles, I I recommend the Subaru all day long. Although in your case, if you like the size of the CRV, I would have recommended the Crosstrek. But if you're if you're going to try to go another three hundred thousand miles, I believe the Honda will do a better job for you long term. Long term, okay. Okay, well, that answers my question. I was looking into a different type of car, but, you know, yes, I mean, I don't plan to buy in a car for another, I don't know how many more years after that. Yeah, so. I understand. I And some people are the opposite of that. You know, they want to trade every few years. You're not that person, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It is not a problem. Okay. So I'd, I'd go back with the Honda. I'd go back with the Honda for, for as long as you plan to keep it. All right, so I have a 2002. What year should I aim for? Maybe with my my our twenty thousand, you know, more or less that we want, we can do financing. Oh, a certified 2019. You might even find a certified 2020 that that will okay. fit in that price range. Um, okay, all right. You're going to be short of a new one, but a, a, a certified one with low miles will have warranty all the way to a hundred thousand miles, and. You know, the thing about certified that I love is what they do to the car to be able to make sure that it'll it'll be certified. And and okay. don't get caught up in finding a – the only place you can find a certified Honda is at a Honda dealership. 
There's used car places out there that say they have certified cars. They're not true certified cars. You you can only buy those from a Honda dealer. So keep that in mind. I think I think you're doing the right I thing. I appreciate the call. Raymond in Humble, Texas. Hello, Raymond. How can I help you, sir? Well, uh, I was fixing to get off, but I, I sure glad I, I held on. I'm a suburban uh, Chevrolet uh, Tahoe uh, family for the last 15 or so years. I'm sitting in a Traverse, yeah. a premier uh, uh, 2020 Traverse right now, waiting to talk to you before we buy. I listened to your program last week. And I read your article about the uh, the start and stop and the fact that, that it didn't have a, uh, a switch that you could bypass that. Right. That that was a that was a deal killer for you. I really we drove it and and it really ha- it's not a problem. I have a question, uh, two questions. The sunroof uh, uh, is got flimsy. Uh, uh, fabric up there is that a safety issue? And then secondly, would you buy the 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 uh, hundred thousand mile warranty is nearly four thousand dollars. Would you would you do that on the on the traverse? And and would you recommend me buying that traverse? My wife has been in a Tahoe for the last three or four years, and and. Uh, I think, this is a little step down from that Tahoe. Yeah, but they're nice, Raymond. And and I got to tell you, for that size, that's that's as roomy a SUV as you can get. Uh, the the sunroof cover that's weight. That's not safety. That's just cutting down weight so it'll get better fuel economy. Uh, and if the if the start stop system doesn't bother you, and I've said it a million times, some people it doesn't bother me. I couldn't stand it. If I can't, I don't mind turning it off. I just want to be able to turn it off. Um, and and on your warranty, yeah, I would buy one, but I'd work on that price. Um, warranties are negotiable just like cars. So if you make the warranty cost part of the process of buying the car, they'll do it. So I'd, I'd ask for at least 20% off of that. I hope that helps you. To get the very best advice on your next set of wheels, call CarPro USA now at 1 800 926 7777. Subscribe to our newsletter if you haven't done so. You do that at the front page of carprousa.com at the bottom. We need your email address to send it out to you. We'll get you this week's today, and it's our uh, Christmas edition. We'll have a New Year's edition for next week that comes out on Tuesday. Now, these two, if you're new, these are abbreviated versions just because of the holidays. And then in January, we'll get back into, you know, the I'll have by two newsletters from now, I'll have all the numbers, the auto sales numbers for 2020. Uh, and I break those down extensively, you know, including the ones that don't report monthly. Yes. Yeah, they, everybody, they have to come clean at the end of the year. Everybody reports at the end of the year. The other thing you'll find in the newsletter that you really should pay attention to is we've got a lot of new ways to podcast the show. And you can listen to us 
We've got a total of three hours every weekend that we do for the national audience, and then we've got two hours that we do just for Dallas-Fort Worth. But a lot of people listen to both. And guess what? What? No commercials. No. Well. I think. Sort of. Sort of? Yeah. Okay. Sort of. Almost no commercials. Let's talk to Marvin in San Antonio. Hello, Marvin. How can I help you? Hi, how are you today? I'm good, brother. What's up? Oh, I've got some issues with the 2019 uh, uh, Nissan Pathfinder, and I'm just trying to decide if I should get it fixed and get rid of it or what I should do. How many miles um, How many miles you got on it? Uh, 101,670. On a, nine, on a 2019? Yeah. On a 2019, I do a lot of driving. Yeah, I'm I would say. With 13,000, huh? I would say you do. Yeah, I, I bought it with 13,000 uh, miles on it, uh, 13.8, in, uh, on July 29th of 2019. So I do a lot of miles. It's certified used. Uh, what, about 10 days ago? At 101,670, my transmission went out. Yeah. Now, the shop I took it to tells me that's an issue with these. Yeah. I haven't been able to find that. It, uh, I don't know it is. if it is or not. It is. It is. It's a problem with those. And that's why oh. you don't you don't typically hear me recommending them. Um, the problem right. has gotten better through the years. Back four or five years ago, it was a serious problem. Uh, but I, I, th- I thought they were actually doing better, but it, it's a known, it's a known issue. There's no question. So, okay. and, and it's got a, it's got a CVT transmission. So you don't really repair those. You replace them. And typically it's about uh-huh. four, $4,000. Are you going to continue? Uh, you know, are you going to continue to drive as many miles as this one? Uh, I will be continuing to drive uh, at least like 50,000 miles a year. Okay. And, uh, so uh, I, I guess if you drop a new one in, it's still going to have the issue that it may not last that long. You'll probably get another 100,000 out of it and have to do it again. I I right. personally would cut my losses now. And look for something more. Rel- you did the right thing buying used. Somebody that drives as many miles right. as you do should always let someone else take that first year depreciation. But if it were me, I would be looking more toward a Honda or a Toyota. Uh, in that size range, uh, the Honda the Honda Pilot is, has been a very good SUV. Uh, you could look at the uh, Toyota Highlander. It's a little bit larger, but it's very, very reliable. And so I I think I would probably trade it as is. Don't spend any money on it. You won't get that money back. And then look at a certified Highlander or Honda Pilot. Car, truck, SUV, crossover. Let CarPro USA help you choose the right one. Call 1-800-926-7777.
to Cleveland, Ohio, and talk to Rich. Rich, welcome. Hey, how you doing today? I'm Merry good, Christmas, buddy. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to you, sir. What can I do for I you? We're running out of time here, looking at the clock. Uh, my two questions I didn't get a chance to ask the last time I called you. Uh, a Chevrolet or GM dealership on the west side of Cleveland? And my other question is, when would the best time for me to purchase a uh, certified used car you were talking about okay. after the first of the year? Yeah, and I'm I'm a little geographically challenged with Cleveland, I'll be honest with you. I've got Ganley and Brook Park and Sarah in Akron. Um, right. Sarah's I know been with me. Is. In fact, they advertise him all the time. I'm okay, afraid. good. Good. I've had, they've got real good ratings on my website. Uh, the, it seems like a really good dealership. Uh, and I know Ganley, okay. the Ganley name is big there. Well, um, yeah, it's a big dealership. But yeah. Brook Park is one of them that's always on. Time-wise time on, on certified, typically the end yeah. of January throughout all of February. What happens, Rich, is there's a glut of used cars that come in in December because it's the biggest month of the year for new car sales. So right. th- then we get all these trade-ins on the market, and anytime you get an oversupply, it drops the prices. Now, uh, it, right. the reason that it doesn't really take effect in the beginning of January is the dealers haven't worked through the cars that they traded for in December. So I see. by the end of January, they're putting new market prices on the cars instead of the high market that's out there today because, again, it's December. So if you can wait till the end of January and any time in February, and then where you are, weather has an effect on prices too. When the weather starts getting rough up there, there's less activity, and that raises the prices. I hope that helps you, my friend, and I appreciate your call so much. The Car Pro is Jerry Reynolds. The show is Car Pro USA. Call now for free advice. 1-800-926-7777.